But here he is, we always love talking National Basketball Association with the guru, the uh, the public speaker, the great actor, the NBA savant. It is the great Bill Horenda. What's up, Bill? Dave, it's always terrific to be with you. I feel like a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, not even <laughs> one. But it's Sunday night, and you know we got to talk hoops. You know, watching that Lakers game today against the Spurs, uh, AD has a good game. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker comes back, and he has a pretty decent game himself. Uh, no LeBron, of course, still nursing that abdominal injury, but... Watching that Spurs sideline, I'm looking. This is a, this is Pop's third losing year in a row, uh, and he's in his seventies now. It's just a, it wouldn't surprise me if he stepped down any day now. It's just a, look, at, he he doesn't look like he has the same fire that he used to. He he kind of looked like a beaten man on that bench today, like he's accepting this. Well, you know what, Dave? No amount of wine can overcome losing, yes. and uh, you know I say that in jest. And listen, heading into today, the Spurs were four and eight, uh, just two and four at home, also two and four on the road. Uh, and, you know, they're in, you know, this kind of perpetual rebuild over the last couple of years. And uh, I guess only Pop can answer uh, what his propensity is uh, for continuing to work with this group. Of course, uh, reports were that the Olympics were extremely important to him uh, over this past offseason. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in San Antonio, and it is. I agree with you. It's it's just odd to see them, of course, out of the playoff mix. They've been just such a staple uh, through the years, but of late, of course, they have fallen back. Well, you know, they had a plan. They were going to build the whole future around Kawhi Leonard, and that's the guy you can win championships with. And I'm just of the opinion, I, I thought when that whole thing blew up and he got traded, it, it, it ruined the franchise for the next 10 years. Well, you know, it, it, you're, you're not far off. I mean, it's very uh-huh. difficult yep. to come by these players that are arguably, you know, tops in the league. And, of course, you know, you look at a guy like Kawhi and Paul George team together. We know Kawhi is out right now. But when you're talking about uh, two-way players that, uh, can defend multiple positions, can get to their spots and score, yep. that have closing mentality and championship pedigree. Uh, you're, you're right, Dave. I mean, it's very difficult to replace that. And uh, I think that's why uh, savvy executives, and I mean, R.C. Buford and, and the brass in San Antonio has been cognizant of that, uh, but they just don't seem to have now the next heir in line to whatever, right, from David Robinson to Manu Ginobili to Aldridge. Uh, you, you know, you, we can go on and on, right? And they just don't seem to have that uh, at this present time. Well, how about uh, Tom Thibodeau the other night with the, with, with no, your New York Knicks, Bill Horenda, you growing up back in, the, you know, North New Jersey and in the New York area, struggling a little bit lately at 7-6 and six now. He sat out the starting five from, from two minutes to go in the third quarter all the way till the end of the game. And then he said after the game, uh, developing chemistry is BS. They need to play better. He, he'd had about enough. of, And uh, he said it's just not working with the starting five, with the chemistry with these guys. Well, Tibbs is beautiful. He's been the same guy since <laughs> he was an assistant at Salem State, a head coach at Salem State, assistant at Harvard back in the day, zero tolerance for nonsense. And you got to give Mark Berman of the New York Post a lot of credit for asking the question about, you know, 10 games in and the starters gelling. And he goes, yeah, you go 20, you go 30, and then the season's over and you're terrible. I'm paraphrasing. (laughs) But, you know, I think what they're going through is it's very difficult to recapture that magic that was last season's honeymoon. Now, interestingly enough, they're just two and four at the world's most famous arena. So, can you get consistent perimeter play 
from Kemba Walker, from Evan Fournier. Barrett has, of course, shown signs of brilliance. And, you know, Dave, Walker and Fournier are only averaging 13 apiece. And, you know, Randall, of course, is kind of, you know, a one-dimensional type player. They want to see more ball movement. It is early. I think the Knicks will figure out, but it's not going to be without its challenges because on paper, they just look like a better perimeter team than they were last season. But, of course, now you're not going to sneak up on anybody. How about the Wizards at 9-3, and three, first place in the Eastern Conference, and, you know, uh, trading Russell Westbrook away in the offseason, but uh, it looks like they're better without him, at least so far, getting younger and getting uh, getting a guy like a Kyle Kuzma in there to, in, to team up with Bradley Beal when he's playing. Uh, I, I don't, is this a mirage, Bill Horrender? Do you think they can keep this thing up? I, I think they can. Now, maybe not to this degree. Dave, look at the numbers. They're 6-0 and oh in clutch games. Right, they're four and two on the road. They're two and over in overtime in games decided by three points or less. They're three and up. So they've been scintillating down the stretch. And of course, you know the triumvirate combined for sixty points last night in the win at Orlando. Now, of course, all right, that's nothing to write home about. No disrespect to the Magic, but when you look at uh, Harrell, has been terrific off the bench as he's been in other spots. Spencer Dinwiddie is one of the best players in the league that doesn't get a lot of hype, yep. and now he's healthy. And, uh, of course, you look at uh, Kyle Kuzma, who has been terrific. I know you're obviously in your audience very familiar with him. And, you know, one of the impressive things about Wes Unsell Jr., what they've done here early, is that they're fourth in the league in defensive rating. So all around, you've got to be very impressed uh, with the uh, excuse me, with the Washington Wizards. They have been scintillating early. I watched the Thunder the other night. You know, they got off to a real slow start, Bill, but they've won four straight now, and uh, they're starting five. Their oldest player was 23 years old. They're 19, 21, 21, 22, and 23, and Josh Giddy almost had a triple-double, and uh, I think we always say this about them. It looks like they're coming. It looks like they're going to really do some great things, and then uh, once these players get to contracts, they don't stick around too long, but they just do a great job in their front office of, uh, of continuing to rebuild and find good young players. They're 4-1 and one in the month of November. But uh, we saw the other night Lou Dort with the steal of the Aaron Fox and the lay-in that propelled OKC to victory over a visiting Sacramento team. Uh, you've got to love Beasley. You've got the veteran in favors. And the dynamic there is quite interesting because these players are not only auditioning uh, for Sam Presti and the Thunder Brass, they're auditioning for the rest of the league because, of course, they have oodles of draft picks. So that is a dynamic that, you know, really every player in the league should have that mentality every night. But I think it's very prevalent uh, in OKC. And Mark Dagnall, who is a UConn guy, uh, has been terrific here under challenging circumstances. And I think, and that is because, you know, the perception at least that you're undermanned. But, you know, with Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who I know you love, Dave, and the aforementioned players that we've talked about, uh, not to mention Robinson Earl and some of these different pieces. Uh, they're a fun team, and I think that uh, quickly the league better recognize that you cannot take the Thunder lightly, nor can you take any opponent lightly, because this, this league, to me, is just merciless. I mean, it is the mercurial, fickle NBA, and if you don't yeah. bring it, you're, as Gordy Chiesa, the great uh, longtime assistant to Jerry Sloan in Utah, says, you are either going to get exposure 
or get exposed. Boy, how about the Cavaliers at 9-5? and five? Another team I don't think any of us expected to be this good. That starting five, when they're all healthy, you look at uh, with uh, Garland and Sexton in the backcourt, and uh, Evan Mobley looks like a really good-looking rookie, and uh, Laurie Markkinen and Jared Allen are kind of a rebounding machine. That, that's a solid five there. Now, we'll see how long uh, Sexton's going to be out with that meniscus tear, but, uh, I, and they have some pretty good depth with Rubio and company as well. This isn't a bad team. Rubio put up 37 at Madison yeah. Square Garden last Sunday, right to the chagrin of, of, of Tibbs and, and the aforementioned Knicks. And, and listen, I, I really like Cleveland, but we were kind of uh, infatuated with them early last season as well. They got off to a good start. But I love Jared Allen, and Mobley's been terrific, uh, of course, out of USC. And he can guard multiple positions. They both can play on the floor at the same time. And, you know, this is a team really – uh, when you look at it, Dave, they're third in the league in net rating, fifth in defensive rating, uh, just 20th in offensive rating. But uh, you have to be optimistic, uh, certainly, for Cleveland. Now, they had a big comeback win against Boston last night. They trailed by 19 in the third quarter. But listen, your audience is the intelligentsia. We're not fooled by blogger demagoguery, right? UB <laughs> Brown says it all the time. An NBA game is never yep. over. Now they have the Celtics tomorrow night hosting again in the second of a two-game set. Uh, but very exciting in Cleveland. And that Sexton injury does, uh, of course, give you pause. So unfortunate. Uh, but we'll see how the next man up mentality uh, comes into play uh, in Cleveland. The great Bill Horrenda on the Progressive Insurance Guest Line talking NBA with Dave Smith here at SportsRap Radio and SportsRapRadio.com. The Eastern Conference finalists last year, uh, the Hawks beat the, uh, the Bucks tonight, so they're 5-9, and nine, and the Bucks are now 6-8, and eight, both struggling early in the season. Yes, and, and they've both dealt with it. Well, particularly, let's start with Milwaukee, right? They, they have had, uh, you know, oodles of, of injuries that they've had to deal with, including being without Giannis here a little bit and without Middleton, uh, obviously two of, the, of their, of their key, you know, key guys, without a doubt. So I think there you have to take things w- with a, a bit of pause. But, you know, losing P.J. Tucker – uh, is certainly a big loss, just his toughness. And Miami has been pretty good early on here. Uh, but I think at six and seven, I, I still, uh, you know, heading into today, I still wouldn't be uh, too uh, worried if I'm the Milwaukee Bucks. As far as Atlanta goes, uh, you, you know, the, their defense has really fallen off. They've early on here, they're 28th in, in defensive rating. And uh, they're just one in six uh, this month in the month of November. But Again, they had a slow start last season. And, uh, again, this is why we have to take the long view. We have to take the long-term perspective. Uh, but these losses certainly should keep uh, both of these franchises hungry. How about the Warriors at 11-1 and without Clay Thompson and without James Wiseman, their lottery pick last year? They're off to a great start. And I watched the game the other night, and I watched the first half of the game tonight against a Charlotte, Bill. The, the kid, Jonathan Kaminga, looks like they got a winner there in the lottery. He looks like a really good player. He really does. And what they've done, Dave, I think with this roster has been really uh, brilliant. Uh, Myers et al., you know, the management there and ownership uh, in Golden State. Now, here's one thing to look at, right? Uh, like you said, on the road now at Charlotte, at Brooklyn, at Cleveland, then at Detroit, 11-1 and entering today, but 9-12 of 12 at home. And half of their opponents have been under 500. So conspiracy theorists are thinking, okay, well, the league stacked, you know, the schedule in their favor early on. But, uh, you know, the, the, what they're getting, the contributions from guys like Bielitsa, Otto Porter, uh, as well as, you know, Iguodala is back. 
And Gary Payton uh, II has been sensational uh, along with Poole. Wiggins has been exceptionally solid as a two-way player. And Curry, of course, putting up MVP-type numbers. So there's so many reasons uh, to be optimistic uh, with Golden State, particularly uh, with Wiseman uh, apparently coming back uh, sooner than we will see Clay Thompson, but that can only help. You know what I love about watching the Warriors, Bill Horrendous? Uh, I think maybe it's the former coach in me, that they actually run an offense, unlike a lot of teams in the NBA. It's beautiful basketball, you know, the the, the, the screens away from the ball and the cuts and the motion that they run freeing up their shooters. And But a lot of teams are just uh, standing around running clear outs and going high pick and roll every time down the floor. It's, a, it's fun to watch this team. Right, and Dave, Curry's ability to move without the basketball and the way that he draws attention and creates opportunities for his teammates is simply incredible, and we know that. You know, we're not going to play egalitarian defense, right? We're not going to treat everyone the same, but if you watch, and Steve Kerr has talked about this, if you watch him move without the ball, and again, he just attracts so much attention. He creates opportunities for his teammates. And, again, Gordy Schuster talks about them as backscreen junkies. Really, every point guard in the league, or, hey, let's open it up, regardless of what level you play at, should take a page out of Curry's book. Don't be fooled by just the great handle and the three-point shooting range. Move without the basketball the way he does to create opportunities for yourself and for your team. There he is, Bill the Genius Horrendo. Always love talking NBA with you. We'll talk to you next week, Bill. Great stuff as always.